Hey everyone, welcome to ADHD Love Parent Talk, the bonus podcast. I think that perfectionism is a really big struggle for those of us with ADHD because we are trying to compensate for the things that we struggle with. And so we don't understand, like when we're putting in all this effort to try to be perfect, we're leading ourselves to burnout. And on top of that, I used to stop and realize that the other people around me were not putting in that much effort. And I was doing far beyond what I even thought I was doing and what I was capable of. And, you know, that's great, but it's not healthy to maintain that all the time. Hello, and welcome to the ADHD Love Parent Talk podcast. If you felt like you have been walking your path alone as an adult with ADHD or as a parent with children with ADHD, you are finally home. I interview parents and professionals, including doctors, coaches, educators, and so much more so you can not only learn more information about ADHD, I also want you to have tools that you can put in your toolbox as you are going through your journey. Hey, my ADHD family, this is Yakini coming to you from ADHD Love. Welcome to another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk, where I bring different guests on and we talk about all things ADHD. And today I am so excited to have Brie as my guest. I actually met her on Instagram and her handle is ADHD underscore Brie. And she does these wonderful comics, and I'm very excited to dig into that and talk a little bit about that. But first of all, let's just start off and have her introduce herself. So, Bree, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on this episode. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. Um, as you guys know, my name is Bree, and I am the creator and artist behind the ADHD Bree comics. I am 29 years old, and I am diagnosed with predominantly inattentive ADHD. So when were you actually diagnosed? Yeah, I actually was diagnosed this year. So oh, wow. recent diagnosis, uh, I was diagnosed much later. Um, it's funny enough, I had a little tiny suspicion, but I did not understand what ADHD was. My husband uh, was the one constantly telling me like, you have ADHD, you need to get this checked out. And it wasn't until I went to a therapist at the beginning of this year for something else. I went for my uh, generalized anxiety disorder and we were talking and we were talking and one day she just kind of stopped me and she's like, you know what? I think that this is something a little bit different and I want to kind of delve more into this. I think you have inattentive ADHD. I was like, what is that? <laughs> right. And it, yeah, so it started the whole journey. That is really interesting. So before you actually got the diagnosis, I know you said that your husband was recognizing some of those signs, but mm -hmm. now that you look back, what did you see that said, you know what, I probably had this or I can see some of those um, symptoms for a very long time. So what did you see now in your past that really connects with your inattentive ADHD? So much, so much. I mean, I think about how hard it was for me to focus on things that I wanted to focus on. And I'd constantly, I'd always be like, oh, I'm such a procrastinator. Mm -hmm. But I was always doing something else. I was always super involved in something else. So everything I was trying to really give my focus. It was, it was a big struggle. And I would tend to be a little bit more 
I hate saying spacey, but I was always stuck in my head. Mm. I've always been a bit more of a daydreamer and always with my internal thoughts and constantly just all night thinking about different ideas. And, you know, it's kind of like that whole thing of, oh, you start off with this topic and then three hours later, you're completely on a different thing thinking about. And it's all just kind of constantly connecting together. And that actually was one of the big things that had my therapist stop and be like, oh, okay, so you're not anxiously thinking at night, you're just thinking and you can't stop. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) that's exactly it. And that was the first clue for her. And it really was like, oh, I thought that was just me being me. I know, like, this isn't a normal thing for people to do before bed, to take three hours before they can sleep because their brain won't shut off. So, yeah, that's really interesting, Brie, because, you know, for me, it would get so bad that I actually started to put tablets, you know, by my bed and I would get up and I would have to (laughs) write a bunch of things down because literally my mind was racing and it was so hard for me to go to sleep. And so like Mm -hmm. for you, those were some of the things that I thought back like, wow, so that's all connected now. So that's really interesting. So Mm -hmm. now you're 29 and recently diagnosed, you know that you have ADHD, but what are some of those things that are still a struggle for you to manage? Yeah. So, I mean, really a lot of it. So when I received my diagnosis, I was really relieved. I was really excited. I was like, finally, I have an answer. I've been searching for answers for years. And ADHD really didn't come up as a possibility. And so now that I received my diagnosis, a lot of the struggle with it has been, okay, now what? Like, what am I doing moving forward? And I have since I've started treatments, I've immersed myself in the community to get a better understanding of myself and other people. But like, there's still a lot of that grief of what if, and oh man, if only I knew earlier. And I know that's very, it, it's something that you shouldn't concentrate on after the diagnosis, but it's hard not to. Right. It's hard to be diagnosed later in life and realize that I could have been treated sooner, or at least I could have been in a mindset to develop better coping skills. And so I mean, I still have a lot of the struggles with focusing. I still, it's very hard to get motivated about certain things. I often say that my motivation is my generalized anxiety disorder. And that's the only way I've really managed to get a lot of the stuff done that I need to get done is that I have that anxiety to drive me forward. And so it's just a constant battle of like, okay, what can I do to really keep moving forward and keep, you know, continuing this understanding of myself and do more with what I want to do with my life? It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So you are a mom, you're a wife. How do you handle balancing ADHD, your core, um, Mm -hmm. and also just doing everything else? Uh, on top of your, you know, in your spare time, you're also doing this advocacy on Instagram. How do you balance it all? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say it's kind of like a juggling act, to be honest, because not only am I diagnosed with ADHD, but so is my husband. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So my husband was diagnosed in his teens with hyperactive ADHD and I mean, as I said before, he was the one who first noticed that 
I could be ADHD. And he would mention that. I was like, I don't know. And so really it's a juggling act to make sure that the whole family (laughs) is doing what we need to be doing. And, you know, there's that whole talk of like the mental load of being a wife and a mom. And so when you're trying to take on that load, but also trying to just manage yourself and take care of yourself and all the while avoiding hitting burnout. And so it definitely is one of those things that I have to kind of stop and think about a lot and be like, okay, where am I at? How is my husband doing? How am I doing? Are we like, do we need a break? Do we need to just set aside time to not do anything, not have anything Mm. on our schedule and just, yeah, try to relax. And then with our kid, um, I'm lucky that my husband is very hands-on with my kid. So there is a very equal partnership in the parenting aspect. But even then, it's still, it's an everyday process because I want to be there and involved for my child. And it's one of those things that I just have to stop and again, center myself and be like, all right, am I being too distracted by, I mean, with my social media, because I'm involved in the ADHD community. I'm like, all right, I need to reel myself back because yes, I'm talking to other people and, you know, helping people with my comics, but I need to make sure that I'm also prioritizing myself and my family. So. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the self-care piece, so actually you talk about, you know, you're so involved in many different aspects and, Mm -hmm. you know, with your husband being very hands-on, does that give you a chance to really have a self-care moment? Because one of the things we really talk a lot about in the ADHD community is that self-care piece is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to be selfish sometimes because you even Mm -hmm. have to reset. So do you try to get some of that self-care in for yourself? Absolutely. And in fact, I had a conversation with this about the whole like selfish versus self-care. What is that? I had that pretty recently. And really it kind of boiled down to the fact that it's selfish not to do self-care. You're not doing anyone a favor by not taking care of yourself and making sure that you are in a healthy place to move forward. And so I spend a lot of time trying to make sure that I'm being aware of how I'm feeling and taking that time to address my needs. And I'm not perfect at it. (laughs) It's, you know, one of those things that I'm always trying to do better by myself so I can do better by my family and do better by my peers and my community um, because I don't want to run myself ragged. I don't want to only be able to give you know, a little part of me because I'm so burnt out and I'm so exhausted. And so I do try to step back when I know I need to step back and just whether that looks like something as simple as just taking a few days to not be that talkative, just, you know, do my own thing and enjoy something completely different, reading a book or making sure that I'm doing something at home that I need to be doing that I have just put off. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can handle self-care. It's such a complex topic, but whatever you're doing needs to make sure that it's going to give back to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So for those families or, you know, for those parents who 
they're just, they just don't know how to balance it all. What are some of Mm -hmm. your tips that you can share with them in terms of just how to manage their day, you know, on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the ultimate tip I would give is give yourself a lot of grace. Like no one does it perfectly. And especially with those of us who are ADHD, we try to prioritize way too much. Not everything can be priority number one. So make sure that you're stepping back. Not everything's going to be done perfectly. Just do what you can in the moment and move forward. If everyone is healthy and fed and, you know, our hygiene is (laughs) somewhat decent, you know, that's a victory. And so, exactly. And so make sure that you're just being conscious of that. You're taking a moment to be like, okay, I don't need to have the dishes done at the same time as the laundry. Like nothing has to be perfect. I used to worry about the house being clean for guests. I'm like, why? Like, this is me. As long as it is relatively like somewhat organized where someone can walk into my house and not trip over everything, then it's good. So make sure that you're giving yourself that grace and then everything else. It's, it's hard to give more tips <laughs> because for me, honestly, I take everything day by day. And maybe that is another tip in itself is not every day is going to be the same. You're not going to have the same level of spoons every day. So maybe getting up and brushing your teeth and doing your basic routine, maybe you might do that easily one day and making sure that you're taking care of your kid at the same time and making sure they're doing that at the same time is maybe going to be harder the next day. You never know. And so just making sure that you set those expectations to be realistic (laughs) and then not being too hard on yourself when you can't meet those. Right. Right. And, and I also get that. So, so building off of what you're saying is that you just don't have to be perfect. I mean, it's okay to, you know, not do something well one day and do it well the next day or do a totally different routine the next day, especially for me in my case, since I have ADHD children, my days are mm-hmm. never the same. <laughs> like, they're <laughs> absolutely never the same. I still get them up around the same time. They still go to bed about the same time, but everything in between, we just kind of go with the flow. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that perfectionism is a really big struggle for those of us with ADHD because we are trying to compensate for Mm -hmm. the things that we struggle with. And so we don't understand, like when we're putting in all this effort to try to be perfect, we're leading ourselves to burnout. And on top of that, I used to stop and realize that the other people around me were not putting in that much effort. Mm -hmm. And I was doing far beyond what I even thought I was doing and what I was capable of. And, you know, that's great, but it's not healthy to maintain that all the time. So definitely not just going into things realistically and knowing that, hey, we don't know what to expect out of today. It's okay if today is not the best day. So. Right. Like that. So I know your child is very young, but for someone who was newly diagnosed when a parent has just discovered that their child has been diagnosed with ADHD, and for you now this is like a similar territory, 
what are your mm-hmm. tips and advice in terms of what is that next step for them and for their children? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's the same thing for adults. I mean, children are just as capable of feeling broken and alone in their journey. And I think that kids really need help navigating what being ADHD means and what it means for them moving forward. And so for me, since it said that ADHD has a genetic component, it's very possible my own child will be diagnosed at some point. And so what I've been trying to really keep in mind is as much as I may know about ADHD now, I don't know every experience. And so by being a constant learner, a forever learner, just trying to broaden my understanding of what ADHD means and how it can affect people, that all will come back so that I can be more understanding for my own child Mm -hmm. and I can try to set him up with more self-esteem and understanding of himself than, you know, what I was given as a kid because I wasn't supported in that way. You know, my, my own mother is ADHD as well. And she didn't really realize that. And I have a sister who is hyperactive and was diagnosed as a kid. And even though we were aware ADHD is a thing and it's real, no one understood what my experience of it was. And so they didn't understand I was ADHD and I didn't receive that support. And my self-esteem for a long time suffered because of it until I was able to really start piecing things back together and understanding that, hey, like, I'm not alone. This is not all my fault. Like, I'm not just this broken person who can't do anything right. I am doing the best I can with what I can. And that means way more than, you know, we really give it credit for. And so I would really want moving forward, my child to know that he's not alone and that I have his back and I always will. So now from your perspective, because some parents are different in terms of how they feel about this, but Mm -hmm. you know, would you, so as soon as you knew, or if you decide to, um, you know, have your child, tested because if you, Mm -hmm. you know, because you saw the specific signs, would you be very open with your child and let them know that they have ADHD or educate them early? Or would you wait later? And, you know, every parent is very different on this topic. Yeah. And I personally would be very open. I have friends who were diagnosed at a young age, but it wasn't really told to them and they didn't get that understanding. And so their self-esteem took a hit because they didn't know how to cope. They didn't know why, like, sure, we could say, hey, you have ADHD, but if they don't know what that means, they don't know what to do with it. And so really, I'm of the opinion that knowledge is power. And the more we know, the more we can utilize that to help ourselves and help others. So absolutely, like, as soon as my child if he ends up being ADHD, I would like him to have the understanding and have the power to be like, hey, I would like to learn more. So. So very good. So my other question is, 
there's a lot of people because of the stigma around ADHD, there, there are quite a few people, quite a few adults who are not sure if they should go and get tested or not. They're seeing the signs, they're doing their research, but they're still nervous about getting that testing. So again, someone who's just gone through that, what is your advice to them? Yeah. First of all, I know it can be scary. I know it was scary for me, and I wasn't even the one who initially broached the topic of the evaluation. But I just, from my misconceptions of what ADHD was, I was so scared that in pursuing it, that I would be seen as just trying to get any kind of diagnosis or that I was looking for medication because I knew just so many people who would abuse medication in college because they weren't ADHD. And so I didn't want to be seen as someone doing that. And on top of it, the medical community still isn't as well-versed in ADHD as really I think they should be. And so it can be scary to enter those conversations. But what I would say to those who are afraid of having that evaluation is that if you can afford to go and get evaluated, if there are not circumstances preventing you, I think it is worth it to go in and see what they will say, regardless of what they tell you. I have to say, this is my own opinion. I don't want to say this is the right opinion or not. I am an advocate for self-diagnosis because diagnosis, well, professional diagnosis is a privilege. Not everyone has access to it. Not everyone can afford it. I mean, everyone knows themselves best. So if they find that ADHD is something that really resonates with them and really matches what they have, even without a professional diagnosis, you can learn from the community. You can like reach out and learn healthier coping skills from other people. And so regardless of if you're going into that professional diagnosis, um, preparing for an actual diagnosis itself, if you are going to make that leap, what I would recommend is just learn what you can beforehand. I, again, knowledge is power. And if you learn it, it's a little less intimidating. So feel free to look into the community and see what other people think. Feel free to look and read what you can about it. And then look internally and you can write down everything you feel and every way you feel that it affects you. And so that way you have that written down going into your evaluation and you will better be able to speak to your struggles and how, you know, a potential ADHD diagnosis could affect you for the better. So. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. So let's move into your comics. Cause absolutely. I am, <laughs> you know, a fan, I'm always like reposting. <laughs> And I appreciate it. Thank you so much. A fan of them. So let's just talk about what made you start doing these drawings. I mean, like what came to you and said, you know what, this is how I want to give back to the community. Yeah. So uh, funny enough, so I am an artist. I've, I've always been an artist. It's not anything new for me, but I had never really done anything about myself. Okay. And so a lot of my friends encouraged me just as a way of, I guess, coping with the diagnosis, just to explore myself through the use of comics. And so I did that. And I wasn't even, I didn't even realize that other people were going to see them. This was purely something that I just started doing for myself because 
it was a good outlet for me to express myself because I'm not always the greatest with words. So by drawing it out, it was a way of putting it out there. And so once I put it out there and people started responding to it and they started relating to it and I just, it's like, oh, this isn't only something that can help me. This is something that can help other people better understand themselves and really better understand a different side to what ADHD can be because, again, everyone's experiences are so different. And I feel when I had started these comics, there wasn't as much representation on the kind of visual end on what inattentive ADHD was. So even though my comics aren't necessarily always explicitly like I have ADHD, I still, they're all my experiences Mm. and they're all things that I deal with on a regular basis. And so if other people can see that and be like, Oh, that's something that I do. And I, now I understand why I do this. And so it's just, it's stuff like that that really motivates me to keep going with this. So how did you come up with your character? My character's me. (laughs) I looked in the mirror. (laughs) I mean, the style itself is very dramatically different than my normal, normal art style. However, it is a style I've been doodling in since I have to say like 2009 when I first started university, I just used to, draw these little comics for me and my friends and it was the way that I drew myself and so when I started doing my comics I didn't want to do anything too detailed or too crazy that would be hard because again being ADHD I encounter kind of that like brick wall sometimes creatively and I didn't want something that was going to just add another (laughs) layer to that difficulty so I just wanted to kind of go back to a place where, hey, this is something laid back and easy and I can still get my point across. So you say that it represents your experiences, but how has it helped you with your ADHD journey? Yeah. So as I said earlier, other people have really related to it. And for me, it's been very therapeutic. It is very life-changing to put something out there and then have people reply and be like, Hey, me too. And I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. Like even today, like I will still post things thinking, Oh, am I alone in this? Is this going to like, am I just weird? Like, I don't know. And then I put it out there and I get that sense of belonging Mm. and that sense of, Hey, like it's okay. Other people struggle with this too. It's not that abnormal. And you're going to get through it. And the comics themselves as well, I will sit down and I have a big list that I'm working from currently. That's good. (laughs) At the beginning of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just kind of was like, all right, let's write down anything and everything I can possibly think of that I'm dealing with. Uh, But even with that list and thinking about it, it's helping me to really sit down and think through those experiences that I have and really better understand where they're coming from and how it affects me and relieving some of that shame and guilt about those experiences that I feel. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of taking that big weight off my chest and putting it out there. 
Yeah, so, I mean, what I like about your comics is, um, I mean, not that I just relate to them, but I see the connection from other people, too. So the same thing that you're mm-hmm. saying. Because one of the things that, and, and I'm sure you get this, I get direct messages all the time where people just mm-hmm. feel like, oh, my God, until you said X, I felt like I was so alone in this. I felt like I was traveling this journey by myself. And you said this, and it's like, I am not the only one, right? And so it's just been a you know, a change, a a healing direction for other people too, when they look at your Mm -hmm. comments, because I see some of the comments on your, your posts, and it's just really cool to see that people are connecting, because that's what we want from this ADHD community. We want people to connect with each other, and we want people to not feel alone in their journey. Absolutely. And I also get a ton of uh, direct messages and people are usually afraid to approach me. And I'm like, no, feel free. Like I may be delayed in responding just because sometimes I just get bogged down by, you know, either all the messages or by something else. But I will always try my best to respond because I'm doing this because I'm passionate about making sure other people don't feel alone in their journey. Like I want to be involved. I want to do my part to give back to the community that has given me so much support and me so much understanding about my own self. So, I mean, absolutely. Like I love getting messages. So that's cool. It's been very, very powerful experience for me. So I love your comments. Definitely a huge fan. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. So just to wrap it up, are there any type of resources like books, YouTube channels that you have used during your process? Mm -hmm. So, oh goodness. So regarding books, I'm going to be 100% honest and say that I have never managed to get through a single book about (laughs) ADHD. I have tried my best. They are not very ADHD friendly. Like, and I'm a big reader. I'm a huge reader. And so I love reading, but when it comes to stuff, that's just not, you know, about your imagination, (laughs) it's just too tough. And so I stick to things that tend to be more visual. And so there's a lot of content creators, such as yourself um, and oh goodness, there's communities all over on Instagram and Twitter. And so if I'm, if I say people's names and I don't say other people's names, it's not because I want to exclude them. It's just, we can spend all day. Um, but at the beginning of my journey, I'll just start there. Uh, when I, before I even received my formal diagnosis, I was still in that process. I spent a little bit on time of time on YouTube, and I started with a YouTuber named Ardell Vision, who is a YouTuber diagnosed with inattentive ADHD. And so that was really where I got that initial kind of taste of oh this is something that applies to me. And I didn't understand before what this could be. And then over time, I've been introduced to, let's say for another YouTube channel, How to ADHD with Jessica. Um, I mean, her channel is always a great place for people to start with because she puts so much time and effort into her work and she makes it easy to, yes, yeah. She just makes it easy to digest for people like us. Like it's not just, all this information and no visuals. Like she really is thoughtful about how she puts it together. Really my first look into uh, more, I guess, comic content uh, after I started doing my comics when my friends was like, hey, you might really like this other artist. 
Pina from ADHD Alien. And I like started reading her stuff and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is fantastic. And I'm actually friends with Pina now. Oh, we cool. connected and it's just, it's been so great to be surrounded by her and then so many other creative um, content creators out there. And let's see, I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, good. that's could, a great place um, to start with. One other person, so I'm, I want to kind of give a little bit varied. One last person that I want to mention for sure that does a lot of really great information and tips and infographics is Zoe from ADHD, actually. She was another one of those people early on in my process. I started listening because she always is doing those live streams. Yep. And so I started sitting in on those. And every time she comes out with something, I, I'm looking at that. And yeah, I mean, since then, so many other people have come out and it's been great. They've been sharing their experiences and creating content, whether it's just infographics and tips or podcasts or more comics like ADHD Couple is doing. There's so many great people out there. And I'm just so happy to see that we're getting so much more representation because you can never just have like one person doing the content because you're not going to get a full understanding of what ADHD can be. Like you need that really diverse. Oh, there's so many more podcasts out now too. Like I was looking through my, uh, <laughs> my Spotify wrapped <laughs> and all of my podcasts were ADHD podcasts. So uh, Sandra from the ADHD Good Life was up on there, um, as well as Attitude Mags podcast and a few others. And so everywhere I look now, I'm just discovering more and more content and it's fantastic. Like it's just that breadth of knowledge that, you know, as I said, I'm a forever learner. I do not know everything there is to know about ADHD, but I will continue trying. <laughs> Till the end of days. And I like that. And so you also touched on something that's really important is everybody has a different way of absorbing information and learning. And so mm -hmm. I am also, I'm visual and I'm audio. So like even with my particular channel, I will listen, you know, so I'll have, even if it's up in YouTube and I'm just doing some different things, but I will listen to it because sometimes I like to listen back to my channel because I'm also learning right because yeah you guys come up I mean it's amazing the things that I learn from my guests so I like to listen to it again because I don't really get to always absorb everything the first time around so I'll be doing different things and listening to the <laughs> to the channel and I do the same thing with podcasts I'll be doing different mm -hmm. things and listening to different podcasts and so and the visual aspect, why I love your comics and like you said, ADHD actually and some others is because of that visual aspect. I can mm -hmm. grab the concept really quickly and how to ADHD was actually, that was my first, I will say, platform into really understanding ADHD because it started off with my son. So I just wanted to learn as much as possible. And like you mm -hmm. said, really short, crisp videos and with the graphics was absolutely amazing. But because I just love the fact that we have a community of creative people and mm -hmm. so many people can connect to different people in so many different ways. So I think that is so powerful, too, about the ADHD community. So people don't yeah. realize how lucky and blessed they are to be part of this huge ADHD <laughs> community, right? Yeah, and 
they're not traveling by themselves they're not alone but then also mm-hmm. they get all of this creative very good content out there so i'm just i'm so excited about being part of this me too yes too definitely sure. so just to sum everything up, any last minute tips, anything that we didn't talk about, be it about ADHD itself or be it about, um, you know, engaging in more content. I mean, anything that you may want to just round the conversation off with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Let's see. Last minute tips. Honestly, I would say that I get a lot of questions from people about, you know, how to tell other people in their lives who are not ADHD about their experience. And it's hard to kind of be that person broaching that conversation of, hey, I need to like, I need to educate my aunt or uncle or friend or boss about what ADHD is. And I don't want it to come across across as an excuse. It's kind of starts with that you need to center yourself and realize like, the diagnosis, ADHD is a neurological condition. Your brain is structured differently. And so it requires people to understand that this is something that it's not just you being lazy or procrastinating on things or just having the wrong mindset. Like really, we try so hard to remember to do this or to make sure that we're focusing on this specific tasks and balancing all of this. And people need to realize that it's not an indicator of, you know, bad character that we can't do them. And so I would say that with a lot of the content creators that are putting out information, if you find that a certain person that is creating these comics or infographics or videos, if you find that you're relating to them and you're, they really speak to what you're going through. Use that content. You can take, feel free, like if anyone ever relates to my comics, you have my full permission to print them off and take them with you to, you know, broach that conversation with your parents or with your boss or anything. Just use what information that people are putting out there to your benefit. That's why I'm sure almost every content creator that's doing stuff ADHD related um, stuff for that's our purpose. It's to help everyone in their journey and to help kind of broach those. So definitely, I know that was kind of like a broad (laughs) tip, but you know, we are here as a community to be a community and I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're left out. And so yeah, that's about it I have for that. And I wanted to thank you again so much for inviting me to have this conversation. It's it's always such a joy to get to really more on a more personal level meet other people in our community and have these conversations. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Bree, because I, I agree. And I love meeting you guys and just learning about you and learning about your story. And it just makes me feel more connected. And so, like I said, being able to even though everybody else won't get to see it, but being able to see the person <laughs> comment, that's a very exciting for me. So thank you so much for doing this. I truly appreciate it. But before we go, if anybody has any other questions for you, how can mm-hmm. they get a hold of you? What is your handle? Or if there's any other ways to get a hold of you, you know, can you please share? Yeah, of course. If you want to directly contact me, I do have an email. It is just simply ADHD Bree 
so bri uh, at gmail.com. And then I am very active with my direct messages on Instagram. So that handle is ADHD underscore Brie. And I'm also in Tumblr and Twitter, not as super great about responding to those messages on there in a timely manner, but I try my best. And I think, I don't remember my handle offhand on Tumblr, but I'm guessing it's the same as my Twitter. So just ADHD Brie. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah, don't, don't hesitate anyone if you need to reach out to ask me a question or even just, you know, sometimes people just want to have a bouncing board with someone who understands what they're going through. And I am more than happy to have those conversations. Very nice. Thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope we will do something again down the road. We'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Thank you for having me. All right. You have a wonderful, wonderful night. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of ADHD Love Parent Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, please do not forget to leave a review and join me as I talk with another exciting guest next week. Have a wonderful day.